Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host Pan. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, and I'm still not used to being the second person you introduce. Oh, uh, you used to more. Yeah, I do it by people order of people who came on the show usually. I used to at least. I, I um, no, I've noticed that, and I'm used to I'm used to having a full like you introduce Morg, and then I've got a solid five minutes to think of how I'm doing because he's gonna go on a, he's just gonna take off. Yeah, he was he was a spitfire. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm not used to I'm not used to describing how I feel thirty three seconds in, but I feel all right. Thank you. <laughs> and Sasha Q, how you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing pretty great. How are you guys? Well, I hear Pan's doing pretty great. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Um, I have no kids this weekend. They're on. The, they're with their mom on a vacation. Um, so I played Skyward Sword pretty much all day. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> I almost nice. finished the game. <laughs> I think I am go to final boss. Beat final boss. Uh, I think that's where I'm at. Oh, I gotta... Oh, nope. Full screen again. There we go. Things got messed up. Alright, cool. So, uh, so what we're going to be doing today is talking about the Activision Blizzard controversy. Um, moral of the story, treat people equally. <laughs> Right or, or you please, know, please don't a lot sexually better. harass your coworkers. Yes, yeah, that too, yeah, or anybody, <laughs> but especially your coworkers. <laughs> oh man, so um, a lot happened, and I think as a quick recap, uh, um, basically there was a two-year investigation, um done by the state of California against Activision Blizzard um, uh, that was incited by um, an employee committing suicide on a business trip, female uh, employee, because she was pressured to do things she was not comfortable with on a business trip, uh, as well as other reports, numerous reports on both Activision and Blizzard side of sexual harassment and uh, inequality in the workplace as far as like promotions and pay. And, uh, so the state of California is suing them, uh, based on their findings and, uh, they're pretty damning and there's a lot of crazy stuff that was found. Uh, for instance, the inciting stuff like the suicide, but also, um, like frat boy kind of stuff from Treyarch, um, just institutionalized and old, um, sexism, uh, rampant within Blizzard, uh, People were specifically named. Um, apparently, some there were a couple teams that were especially problematic, including the World of Warcraft team and the Battle.net team, were extremely uh, known for being uh, boys' clubs, as they were called. There was the Cosby Room, which I didn't do as much research into that, um, but that was bad. You looked like you want to chime in there Sasha. <laughs> I just I I did read quite a bit about Alex of the Cosby Suite so when we get to that um, all I can say is is that they issued they issued a memo to their staff at one of the BlizzCons don't wrangle the fans into the executive suite is an exact quote 
Oh, jeez. Yikes. Um, so yeah, uh, bit, and you said something there was about a, like a two drink limit at uh, company events. Yeah, I saw, um, so I read the Bloomberg report that came out earlier this week and they were talking about heavy drinking as a regular part of the office culture. There was frequent unwanted Mm. sexual advances after that and, um, a lot of hazing that involved taking shots every half hour for new employees and they instituted a two-drink maximum at company functions. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who doesn't drink, I would not fit in there. <laughs> I'll be... So my husband is in a fraternity, and uh, many, many of uh, our close friends are in that same fraternity. This is shit that they would, uh, they would be like, what the fuck at? Like, this is shit like, oh, no, 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 we're not that, like, like, oh, no, 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 no. Fraternities like that give fraternities a bad name. They're the ones that hit the movies because they're so bad, right? Yeah. So when you're doing stuff that a fraternity would go, yikes, at. Yeah. Um, I have some other notes here, too. A lot of really weird stuff. Um, Because this is getting everywhere, right? Um, So, after all this lawsuit stuff, of course, Blizzard has a measured response. A lot of people trying to say things like, hey, look, look, it's not as bad as it looks, right? Right. One of those people is Fran Townsend. And for those of you who are unaware, Fran Townsend is uh, known for being the torture apologist in the Bush administration of 2004. Um, oh, okay. Yes. All right. So, uh, there was a little bit of digging, not by me. Um, I, I, you know, stuff I looked at, uh, various YouTube channels and some uh, articles, um, around the whole Fran Townsend, uh, thing. She was basically downplaying issues, and that kind of stuff. And then she shared an article titled The Problem with Whistleblowing. Did you guys see this? I haven't seen the details about what she was doing, but I have heard about uh, her damage control with her Twitter account after this. So please share yeah, more. Yeah. Give us the tea. So just before she closed her Twitter account and deleted it and blocked people that worked for her, that was another thing. Um, she ended up blocking people underneath her on Twitter. Um, this article is legit insane. Um, I actually read a good portion of it and then skimmed the rest because I was like, what are they talking about? It is an article that was basically saying, if you don't know how to get along with your superiors, you're not doing it right, is essentially the gist of it. Now, Here's the, also the problem. This is the most I'm you know we don't I, we don't like to get into politics here, but it's unavoidable in this particular article because it is the most one percenty article I have ever read in my life. I've read the capitalist. avocado toast article. Sounds like capitalist propaganda. 
Oh my gosh. I, I've, was... I've read the original Avocado Toast article, so I don't know about that. I don't know what the... I said that I've read. Okay. I don't know what the Avocado Toast article is. But, but basically it was saying that you have to understand your place in society of superiors and inferiors. And that's the way they referred to people, as superiors and inferiors. And I was like, holy cow. And I'm, I, I can't, I can't, like... We got plebs and we got senators here, guys. The haves and the have-nots. <laughs> Basically, and and she got raked over the coals for this the article that, that she put out and then blocked people and then deleted her Twitter. Um... So this is, uh, so Fran Townsend was an interesting rabbit hole to go down because she is not the only person from the government that was hired. Uh, there is many as, I think they said four ex-CIA members, part of Activision Blizzard right now. There's a lot of ties about what was hired in Activision specifically because Fran is on the Activision side of government people who were good at spinning things including their um lead lawyer like on on thing uh like hired lawyer i think so leading to all that of course this is big uh a big to do they had uh, a lot of hey we'll fix this so they hired a law firm to investigate um what's going on and um so they hired Wilmer Hale, which Wilmer Hale is a law company that is known for uh, union busting. Yes, yes, I heard about them. Was. I heard about them recently, yes. Uh, the So this union busting thing, and then also most of the responses from executives were not liked by the employees so much that they staged a walkout. And they had, uh, apparently it went really well. And the employees actually formed a coalition uh, within themselves. Uh, they have their own Twitter account and stuff to uh, basically say, no, we don't agree with our business. Um, you know, we're the employees, but we're not the executives, basically. Giving themselves their own voice, which is actually kind of cool. Um. They have been leveled. Now, this isn't as serious, but it, it is sort of like part of the story. A second uh, lawsuit was levied against them called a class action lawsuit by their shareholders um, because their shareholders were uninformed of the investigation for two years. And were uh, and so they're filing a lawsuit basically saying, hey, you didn't inform us well enough as your shareholders of what's going on. Um so that happened, and then um, I think some of the more recent stuff is that we had um, the president of Blizzard step down, and um, J. Allen Brack is his name, uh, and he was the basically the last full Blizzard employee. Now they're bringing on, and this is an interesting point too, they're not president and CEO, because uh, I don't remember his name. But the guy before J. Allen Brack was CEO slash president of Blizzard. J. Allen Brack is just president. So they took away the CEO title when he stepped down. And now these people are not even president. They are co-leaders of Blizzard. 
which is Jen O'Neill and Mike Yabera, which both are actually uh, a lot of people are happy about these two, not just because they look, uh, you know, it looks better to have a president that's female based on everything that's going on. But also they seem to be legitimate, awesome people within Blizzard Company uh, who have come on in the past couple years. One of them, uh, Jen O'Neill, actually being... I guess I'll t- talk a little bit about the history of them. Did you guys look into these two at all? Doing so right now. Okay. So Jen, Jen O'Neill was the leader of vicarious visions for a long time and if you guys aren't aware vicarious visions are the people doing the diablo 2 remake they also did the tony hawk remake um that was super well received last year i didn't know this but vicarious visions was merged into blizzard during covid i or recently or something like that um i did not know this um i did not know that blizzard acquired vicarious visions i thought they were a separate company um but that might have been true um, during before all this. So uh, she steps up as co-leader with Mike Yabera, and Mike Yabera is known for being at Xbox for about 20 years as sort of like an Xbox Live uh, leader and that kind of stuff. And he's a big gamer. Apparently he played WoW enough that he almost got divorced and lost a job over it when he was uh, leading the charge uh he was what what they called general manager of windows 7 at the time at microsoft so hey windows 7 was good right it was one of the good ones yeah it was one of the good ones it was not vista it was not vista and that's what it had going for it (laughs) um i don't think eight was bad eight was weird but anyway so yeah like that's the overall kind of what happened. And I don't think our discussion, uh, is there anything I missed that you guys wanted to mention? Uh, that was my notes. So Francis Townsend was mm-hmm. the company's w- leader of the company's women's network. So that's pretty interesting that, uh, she oh, no. essentially was hired on as, uh, a way to spin things, I guess a PR face. Um, she initially, yep. when the lawsuit uh, came to the public eye, she her first response was that it was distorted and untrue. And then they've responded. The company officially has responded, saying that that was tone deaf. And then she stepped down, I think, either yesterday or today from that position oh. with the Women's Network. But she still maintains her other position. Yeah. Oh, I did miss this. The head of HR at Blizzard also uh, no longer works at Blizzard. For obvious reasons. I think he's the one that he's in a picture. He's in the picture at the Cosby suite. Yes. I think so. I, I think. Oh, no. Yeah. So, obviously, a big deal. Um, you know, we talked about this with the, the best game of the year discussion, World of Warcraft being a huge thing in the gaming industry. Um, myself being a gigantic Diablo fan, uh, this is why this, this struck home with me. Um, I, we've all, all three of us have played WoW to some degree. Um, I think you two played more than me, honestly. <laughs> I was really, really um, deep in it, but now I have a good reason to stay clean forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, aside from the game itself, yes. <laughs> I I went back and played uh, in the latest expansion when it came out, Shadowlands, and it, it was fine, but like it has the same problems. You need a crew. You need a crew of like forty people all the time. Like I don't have that. Yeah, yeah. For us, like you know, it was. The height of us playing WoW was when, like, we all had, like, roommates to play with. and You could do all the dungeons, yeah. Yeah, and, like, it was fun, like, exploring and discovering things about the world, like, with our roommates. Oh, did you go here and do this? And, like, no, I hadn't, you know, things like that. And, uh, so, you know, the the magic is gone because, like, our room, like, nobody has, you know, similar schedules. And the very best we can do at all is to just get together sometimes w- roughly once a week for D&D. Mhm. Right. Nobody's got time for World of Warcraft anymore at least in my social circle. <clears throat> and D&D only takes an additional cost of a book. It doesn't it doesn't take a monthly subscription. Or right. two monthly now. You can no longer buy one month at a time. Oh, I was going to say no comment on the cost of a D&D book. Hey, hey, that's all it requires. Whatever you buy after that is up to you. <laughs> I own yes, every 5th edition book. I own every Pathfinder 2E book right now, and I own a lot of 5th edition books. Not all of them, but a lot. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, so, the the crackback, obviously stocks are going to go down for this. Um Obviously, they're going to lose some customers. Um, so, uh, a lot of talk about boycotting, uh, you know, as, as we got on here. So, what do you, what do you guys feel about boy, boycotting? Are you not going to play like things that? Are you not going to play anything that comes out of them right now, or what? I already wasn't. Fair. I, I was super excited about the Diablo two release um, because I was late to the Diablo game. My first my first adventure was Diablo three, and I played a ton of it. So I was really mm-hmm. excited for this this renewed chance to play the second game. And now i I probably won't. I probably won't play it. Um, okay. I'm one one small voice, but uh, if anybody's seen like. I don't know the ants movie. If all of us rise up, they can't. They can't be that <laughs> mm. powerful. Yeah, the Woody Allen one. I like that one. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm pretty sure that was the moral of both ant movies. It was, yes. Uh, I think. <laughs> well, I like a Bug's Life, but a Bug's Life ants was... was a little bit more on the nose and social commentary. Oh, well, that's because was... that's because a Bug's Life is a ripoff of the Seven Samurai. Are you just now learning that? Yes. I mean, I didn't think about that. I watched A Bug's Life when I was like a kid. Oh. I didn't know about the Seven Samurai. Well, yeah, A Bug's Life is the Seven Samurai. Okay. <laughs> every day is a school day. <laughs> we learn something new every day. Um, so, so uh, personally, I'm not much for boycotting regardless um but i was considering with this one um because i am an active diablo fan and i was like i already have diablo 2 i already don't i don't need it um if it's uh if it's coming out 
But um, there is an interesting point made by uh, a YouTuber that I that I watch that is directly involved in Blizzard stuff. He does a lot of Diablo content um, by the name of Riker. And he had an interesting take. And I was like, okay, I'm listening. Because, um, again, it's just his opinion. But he's saying that um, sometimes boycotts don't hurt the right people. Because what ends up happening with a big corporation like this, the, the, the losses funnel down to the employees and the customers rather than the CEOs. Which is part of the problem here, is the CEOs. Well, and... I would like to touch on that specifically as it relates to Blizzard. So okay. what I was reading in the Bloomberg report was that originally this whole like rock star culture started because when the company was smaller, they had very generous profit sharing for their employees. And so very people, generous. What did you cut out? Sorry. Profit sharing. Mm -hmm. So they all started living very lavish lifestyles very quickly and felt like they were untouchable as the company grew profit sharing decreased. And there's, this like inside joke, I, I'm not really a joke, but they call it the blizzard tax. And a lot of the employees stay on for the prestige of being blizzard employees, not for the pay. So they're already mm -hmm. not getting this trickle down profit sharing that they would have gotten had this company been selling these games and not affected by a boycott. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not beyond me to say that a boycott wouldn't work, um, but I'm not sure. It's a, it's a, for me it's a gray area. I'm like, uh, I'm not because like that is you know when when companies have losses they always shove the loss onto something else. That I mean we see that in multiple companies and. Is that a reason to not buy it or to buy it still? I don't, maybe not, but we'll see. We'll see. Because they are trying to make changes to fix these things as well, which might alleviate some things of boycotting. But we'll see. We're not there yet, right? This is, things have just come out. We've had three people leave the company or step down in some way. Uh, since this news came out, there have been firings behind the scenes. Uh, the the head World of Warcraft guy uh, that we did we don't want to say his last name because it'd be terrible to uh, pronounce. But first name Alex. Um, it was Alex, right? Maybe I'm remembering Alex of the Cosby Suite. Yes. Yes. Um, he was quietly fired a year ago. Um, he was also, uh, I think he was also the one, there was a lot of talk about, um, you guys see this clip, uh, during a BlizzCon one year where they talked about Sylvanas stepping out of a Victoria's Secret catalog and he asked the woman, well, what catalog do you want her to step out of? I did see panel. that. And I actually was right yeah. around the same time that I had written a paper for undergrad about, a, I had done like a Metacritic analysis on games that scored over 90 in a metacritic rating the the less clothes that the characters had so like basically the only things that were scoring higher than that were to tomb raider and bayonetta and things hmm. like metroid which are also like well-received games technically sound games were scored lower mm-hmm 
Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh boy. I <laughs> I don't even I I don't even want to start the the rabbit hole dive of of the fantasy genre and women. Yeah. No. That's that's been a that's been a running joke. Uh, oh, I on, know. On everywhere. Hey, this bikini armor gives me more protection than yeah. whatever. Yeah. Which and I, I was so glad when Monster Hunter let us start transmogging things so that I could wear the Nargakuga armor without feeling slimy. Yeah, without the fishnets. Yeah. Fishnet armor. Yeah. Yeah, Sasha, you don't know what the Nargakuga armor looks like. If you if you care to Google it, just imagine, imagine a monster killing armor made out of fishnets. For the men and the yep. women, to be fair. For the men and the women. Yeah, the men have fishnets across their abs. That is true. Yes. Um, they are equal. They are equal opportunity sexualizers. That's true. But at the same, like, I don't. I don't even want to start the rabbit hole dive of like uh, women in fantasy and all the problematic things with it. No. No, I am. I am uh, but... I'm a big fan of the full armored look, male or female. Actually, I saw a really interesting uh, thing a couple of years ago about how uh, breastplates that actually have like a like a like a breast actually don't hurt the armor in any integrity. Oh, so, you... <laughs> so the one one of the things that I super hate uh, about the Rathian armor is that it's a goddamn ball gown. Oh yeah, with the big skirt. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a goddamn plate mail ball gown. But the thing is is that's actually what plate mail armor looks like. Like that's what Henry mm. VIII's plate mail armor looks like. It looks like a ball gown. Yeah. I mean, there's some there's some crazy armors in the days uh days of old. So, and... yeah, so I can't be too pissed. But yeah, his he's got the he had this one armor set um that was a skirt because that's how you like put plate mail that you can still move in. Mhm. Is that it's a skirt. Well, you can still run. You can still move your legs. That's But we're we're getting aside the point is that like I'm I'm kind of just uh no wonder no wonder there's like so many problematic like female characters in uh World of Warcraft. Yeah, cuz that's what sells. I want to see a torn woman on the front. That's what I want to see. <laughs> don't don't you make fun of me, Pan. No. I I can't judge. No, that's not at all why I laughed. Don't okay. worry. I was they're they're less appealed. They are still appealed, but they are less appealed, I would say. You just don't know. You don't run in the same internet circles I do. I am totally lost now, but okay. Furries, Fortuan, furries. Ah, oh, damn it! No, I don't like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> They haunt me. So, uh, for uh, Sasha's uh, knowledge, one of my D&D articles, uh, everyone legit thought I wrote something about furries because I called it kin, wolf kin. 
And I didn't know that was a furry thing because I am not in that community. Um, Because I wrote the article about wolves, dire wolves, and winter wolves. And wargs, which are all wolfkin. (laughs) Wolfkin. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote that article and people were like, oh, I legit thought this was about furries. And I'm like, why would you think that? It's so weird. (laughs) I had to have multiple people explain that to me. (laughs) That was the only thing about it that was like that, though, was just the title of the article. So. Oh, well. Yeah. So back at the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So, so I, the thing is, I think with the people that are stepping down and that kind of stuff, I think it's an interesting, like, I think that they are trying. I don't think they're going to be better. Uh, like it's not all better, uh, obviously. Um, I don't, I, I could see some games getting delayed. Uh, they've already talked about delaying, uh, Diablo Immortal, the phone game. Um, I wonder how much they're delaying it due to whatever staff reasons. Like they want to deal with their like internal, like their internal stuff before they start cranking out the product. I wonder how much of it is that, or they want to delay it so that until people are no longer associating Blizzard with a controversy. I don't know. Because they, they don't want to release something in the middle of the controversy while people are all fired up about it. It's true. Uh, I don't think anything was... Well, actually, no. Diablo Immortal would have been very soon. No, So that could that could be it, too. I don't know when, but it would have been soon. They're also apparently... They're, <laughs> they had an excuse, though. They said, like, hey, we want to add controller support. So we're going to wait till next year so we can get controller support in. All right. I would imagine it's just going to be a mix of of both. They are going to have to handle their internal problems. Those are the people who are going to keep their servers running, providing customer support, providing technical support. So if they want to have their games go live, they've got to have people to to make it go smoothly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, there's, there's, that that was the only thing I knew that was coming out very soon. Um, they had a they they recently had a talk with investors. Something else I saw recently. Um, and with Immortal sort of being pushed back in the investor meeting, and they didn't really say, "Hey, we're delaying it." They just said, "Hey, it's coming out at this time." When they had already said, "I think it was supposed to be end of August." Actually, I think it was really close. Um, now that I'm thinking about it. So yeah, that, that might've been a big reason why they did that. Um, I don't, uh, the, uh, the other thing is like that investor meeting talked a lot about having stuff come out a lot, come out next year. Like there's a lot, we've got like overwatch two. We've got more. Wow. As always, we've got, um diablo immortal now and it was hinting it didn't say specifically but it was hinting at diablo 4 dropping next year oh or uh beginning of next year within the fiscal quarter which would end you know whatever for whatever reason it's 
ends in March of next year, or the year after, I mean. So we're in the first fiscal quarter still, or the second? It, it varies from company to company when they decide to count their fiscal whatevers. Yeah, but Blizzard specifically is on that Japanese one where it is the end of March. Which Capcom has the same one. <laughs> um, know that from Monster Hunter, because you'll see some games release at the either end or, yeah, usually the end of the cycle when that becomes relevant. So, I I don't know. This is like, this has been like a, a big thing, but like, I kind of see them not really doing much. Uh, sure, they're doing a lot, they, like as far as like staffing changes, which I think is what needed to happen. But as far as like games releasing, there already kind of wasn't a lot coming out, like immediately. So I don't know how much that's going to be affected. Um, I'd be like the one I would super care about is Diablo four, but <laughs> that was a long ways off anyways. So, um, did you guys play anything other than, than wow in the blizzard catalog a lot? Well, actually, Sasha, you talked a lot about Diablo, um, three specifically, um, Pan, what were you going to say? Hearthstone. Oh, I forgot about Hearthstone. Hearthstone uh, helped wean me off of magic, actually. It, uh, the, Fair. the beta for it was, got widespread release right around when my husband and I, uh, were quitting, uh, Magic the Gathering, so it kind of filled that hole. And it was a lot cheaper than, uh, than Magic in the beginning. I mean, it still would be. Um, and my husband, honestly, like, pretty consistently played it pretty hardcore for about... The first four or five years it was out. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, he... Honestly, it was... Uh, so Ben Brode was like one of the big like creative guys behind Hearthstone. And he left... Hang on, I gotta find out when he left. When did Ben Brode leave? <laughs> um, like two years before Boomsday. And Boomsday is when it started to sell. Okay. So, anyways, roughly when all the ideas that came out uh, when uh, before Ben Brode left, basically, you know, they had all the ideas that he had left behind. When they ran out of those, Hearthstone started to suck, and a lot of people started leaving, including my husband. So that was about two years ago, I think. Mm. So, um, and personally, I played a lot of Hearthstone during the COVID times. It's fair. Uh, I had a oh. lot of time, not a lot of money. And there were a couple of free-to-play modes that I played, and it was it was a good time waster, uh, especially the sort of auto-chess uh, game mode they had. But, um, yeah. I don't know, I've, I've got money and less time, so I don't play Hearthstone. Yeah. I don't have tons of yeah. money, but I have, I have, the ratio has certainly changed from this time last year. <clears throat> so, um... Does it matter to you guys about the different teams that had the problems or not? Like, would it would it matter to you that the let's say like the Diablo team didn't have a lot of problems supposedly? I pro I'm sure they did, but they're probably less public about it. it yeah, I it does kind of matter. And I had read too that the uh, the guy who had been leading Diablo the Diablo team until 2017, I guess, was supposed to be like a really excellent down-to-earth supportive guy and is like 
very embarrassed to find that he was blindly contributing to this culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does, it does give me some hope that maybe there will be some internal changes that will motivate me to buy yeah. Diablo two remake when it comes out. Um, from what I read, it seems to be that it was the technical support team um, and the Battle.net team, uh, Real Heavy and Blizzard, that seemed to be the problem, which sounds like yeah. World of Warcraft to me. So mm-hmm. I think I can I can commit to the not playing World of Warcraft. But, you know, I know Diablo 2 is going to be full price for the next, like, four or five years, just like Diablo 3 has been full price this entire time. Um, yep. So they're not going to feel the hurt if I decide a year from now or two years from now to pick up Diablo 2. Mm, that's true. They're not. They're not. My plan was to buy two copies, though, on launch. <laughs> one for Switch and one for PC. And I think my brother was doing the same. Um, because we like that cross save. We like that idea of porting a character over. Um. Although crossplay is a little weird, they didn't do, but whatever, I, I get it. It's a little a little harder to talk to a different system than it is to just say, "Hey, here's a file, read it." So, go ahead and Pam. Oh, um, I was just gonna say, in answer to your question, to me, I think it makes a pretty big difference if it's like wholly different sort of divisions of the company, uh, that didn't mm-hmm. have this culture and problem, um, because it's almost like. They're almost like different companies entirely, to be honest. I mean, I know they yeah. all they're all under Activision Blizzard, but um, if the different divisions have enough autonomy from each other, then whatever the hell was going down in the World of Warcraft division um, could be just completely isolated from the Diablo division, and they'd just be like, "Oh, did you hear about that crazy party the WoW guys threw last week? Oh man, that sounds like crazy stuff. Let's get back to work now." Mm-hmm. And that could be the extent that the Diablo people knew about it. So Yeah, and Overwatch Overwatch 2 didn't have a lot of stuff come out of it as well. Yeah, so it does it does certainly make a difference to me that uh different divisions may or may not have had these problems. Um but and honestly, like your earlier question about uh would I be boycotting it or not? Um Regardless, I'm not a current subscriber of Blizzard Activision things, but I think that this is going to give me pretty severe pause about buying future Blizzard Activision products. Mm-hmm. And um, without seeing like significant change in the company in the days to come, I'm not sure that I would want to because I just wouldn't want to have funded that company that caused this. Regardless sure. of whether or not the... In the case of the in the 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 reverse bizarro world where I'm buying Diablo products, in the hey. case <laughs> in the case of the Diablo division was not the people with the with the problem, I don't know that I would still want to buy Diablo and thus throw my pennies to you know whatever pennies of my sixty dollar purchase go to the rest of Blizzard. I'm just not right. sure that I would want them to have that. Right, because even though. You know, the different teams that we, we care. So we buy, let's say, a Diablo game instead of WoW, right? Instead of subscribing to WoW. The money still goes to the overall company. It doesn't go to specifically to the Diablo team. Um, it does affect the Diablo team more to buy Diablo games because 
they get more attention and focus and funding and that kind of stuff. But the money still does get distributed to the other teams as well. There's not a separation of that. So I, I can see I can see how even buying for you know, me buying Diablo games still funding the bad guys <laughs> per se. Um, but it sounds like also that upper management is a lot of the problem too. Um, not all of upper management, but a lot. Yeah, I read that um, it was pretty, there was essentially a precedent set that executives would be dating or looking to date lower level um, staff members and female staff members yeah. kind of had like internal competition with each other. Uh, to try to stand out amongst their employees. And I had also read it was like a four-to-one ratio. Yeah, four-to-one ratio of male-to-female staff members throughout the company. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but that... Uh, not that that's good, but that also seems to be the case in a lot of video game companies. A lot of tech too as a, as a programmer it was very um it was very rare to find um females that were in my field um like i think we had i was with someone i wasn't trying to date someone in my field all right <laughs> but uh like there was like in my programming classes we had one girl and she graduated like one girl in my whole college graduating class I'm just saying it not that it, they shouldn't they should have the equal opportunity and that kind of stuff too but it's also a natural thing that a lot of these industries just don't have as many women and that might be part of the problem too it's not as welcoming to women as well there was definitely that there was a lot of this girl got hit on by nearly everybody uh it was daunting for her i bet well i think that that's part of what contributes to this like frat boy culture of the technical support team of blizzard is that you're right mm -hmm. like the the number of women that are getting into stem and getting into like programming and things the ratio is just off there's there are more men doing that right now i think in the next 10 to 15 years we're going to see a renaissance in that because there's there's all these programs right now for getting young mm -hmm. girls into the, these types of things so i think i think we're going to see that change just not right now but what's the incentive for women to get into this type of field knowing that they're going to be subjected to pervasive sexual harassment um, because the ratio is off no matter which company they go to work for? Right. Even, even if the ratio is off, it shouldn't be that way at all. And, yeah, it is. Because uh, people suck. People suck. That they do. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is like, I don't know. This is probably one of the heavier things we've tackled in a long time. So Since this land is my land. Yeah, that was, that was, was a, a heavy night. One. Yeah. Um, I, uh... Your, your thing about ratios reminded me of this this shirt. I, I hadn't thought about this in years. Um, in, in undergrad, uh, there was this girl in our social circle. Um, she was a she was a very classically pretty girl who was an engineering student. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
she she actually did she was a pretty good engineer i think she she ended up getting like an amazing job right out of college but uh she had this shirt and i'll never forget it it said uh women in engineering the odds are good but the goods are odd <laughs> speaking about like uh her classmates and men hitting on her like the odds are good of her finding a boyfriend but the goods Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just, I'll never forget that because, like, yeah, she, she mentioned how, like, it was just kind of nonstop for her. And yeah. Yeah, I, I remember, uh, so when I, I went to DeVry and, um, we had a, an on campus where I went. I didn't do, like, DeVry online, which is more, uh, common these days. And they merged with the Keller Nursing while we were there so suddenly went from like one girl to like half girls and it was a bunch of nursing students which is primarily female um so we had the opposite sort of like mushed together now granted our programming classes was still mostly just the guys and the one girl um um but then we had these like like uh, i had a speech class i think where we had like six girls come into the class and we were like a 12 person class already. So like, so it wasn't half, but it was, it was, it was a lot more girls. And, um, the guys are immediately like, Ooh, you know, like, Ooh, I'm going to go talk to these people. Like immediately, like the, like freaking wolves drooling. And I was like, now at the time I might've considered it cause I was in college, but I was also with my ex-wife at the time. I, I, I was with her the whole time I was through college. So I wasn't like, I was already taken. So I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really, they didn't have, really do that. they have no power here. <laughs> yes. Yes. I did get, uh, we did. That was a, actually, what was it? A, there was like, there was a weird class. I think it was a speech class, but we got into like a lot of moral debates and stuff. And that was the one where one of the nursing students kind of accused me of being like one of those guys that were kind of like drooling over during a debate, uh, an open class debate. And I was like, no, I'm not doing because it was some weird moral thing about some pirate. Like you could never get across this river and your fiance could only get across by sleeping with this pirate. Some weird moral thing. And I was just like, yeah, this is, I hate this. I hate this, everything about this. This isn't real. Kindly... This isn't real. This is bullshit. Right. And I was like, I was like, uh, I, it was so weird. She's like, oh, you just, you don't care what that girl, uh, what the girl thinks or whatever. Cause like I was saying that like, no, she shouldn't sleep with that pirate. Like, well, we're going to find a different way to get across the river. <laughs> There's always another way. <laughs> But uh, the scenario was there wasn't, and I was like, "This is bullshit. I'm out." But uh, it was it was a crazy crazy debate. They got uh, a couple people really heated at me because I was refusing to to listen to them. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so uh, I don't I don't I don't know. Like I don't have a lot else to say about the Activision Blizzard stuff. There's a lot of information that came out but like afterwards yeah i don't i don't see a lot of heavy impact to the games uh at all other than maybe wow right now a lot of people are quote unquote abandoning wow but like most of the people that are doing that 
have already not been playing WoW. Like, that's another thing. It's like, hey, well, I'm just saying, like, there's these YouTubers that are like, hey, I'm officially no longer going to play WoW on my channel and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you haven't been playing WoW in the past, like, four months, dude. Like, Bro, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like they're going to feel some of the, some of the impact with their esports. So, even though this seems to be related more to World of Warcraft, I think Overwatch is about to feel this with they got sponsorships oh, yeah. pulled. Um, currently, like people That's who true. are playing their competitive games have like duct tape all over their shirts covering up the recently canceled sponsors. So I think I think there's there is going to be some kind of repercussion. I don't think it's going to be long term repercussions like with the mm-hmm. juggernaut that is World of Warcraft. They're like it's like they just print money. Um, so mm-hmm. State Farm can pull their pull their sponsorship, but that's just I feel like it's more a message being sent rather than a true repercussion. True. Yeah, I did. I did forget about the sponsorship stuff. I actually had that written down. Yeah, because uh, we were talking about it before the show. Uh, Jalen Brack is actually on the Coca Cola board of directors, and. Coca-Cola pulled their sponsorship. Yes, and Jay Allen Brack was one of the executives that dated down and found his wife and married her at Blizzard. I, You know, a part of me just wants to say, I hope they're just a happy couple and that there's nothing bad about that. But the whole situation is just kind of so. I'm not sure. I don't know which of the three because um, I didn't I don't recognize like any of their names um, off like first read. But three of them, three top level executives married like after dating a bunch of lower level employees, married their wives there. And one of the three had been cheating on his wife, divorced her and married one of the employees there. But I don't think it was Brack. Still bad. Still yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, essentially, we, we have anyone who's worked in at least like the service industry knows you don't shit where you eat. So this this definitely should have been a thing at at a professional level. Steve, can you can you grab me that mother? You, you don't have posts to talk on. Pam. I'm talking to Steve. Oh, okay. can you get me that mother of madness? All right. Comic. Where is that? Well, I don't know. I. So I personally go ahead. Oh, Damn, sorry. Finish, finish your thought. Um, Steve is grabbing me something, a prop that I need for this. <clears throat> Continue. So uh, personally, and my my company right now, because it consists of me and my brother and my dad. <laughs> I hope there's no going on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not going on. Um, but. Uh, like so, I don't have a lot to stand on in this conversation because I've not worked in a big, you know, big company in a long time. Uh, gosh, it's going on. I had last last one I worked at was Honda, and I think they had no dating policies as as far as like superiors or you know management and that kind of stuff. Um, pretty Thank sure. You. But then again. I was also still married at that time too, so like so, it wasn't like I was looking around or, or noticing, you know, people. What you're so. not you're not shopping for a unicorn at the Honda shop? 
No, <laughs> no, that that place was weird. I'll tell you what. And I'm not, I'm not, t- I'm not talking about like the the people, but like it would be kind of. It's like I don't know. Everyone just felt like grungy and unattractive there because everyone had to wear the same white jumpsuits and everyone had to wear like the same work boots. So like everyone looked the same, and it's like yeah, I, I can't tell <laughs> other than their face. Um, so there wasn't like a lot of, you wouldn't see like, uh, like what was Sasha was talking about, like women competing for a guy or anything. Cause all, they all had to wear the same thing. So like, <laughs> there wasn't like a lot of social contract in that, that aspect of like dating sort of like, Ooh, I like this guy. I'll talk to him. It was just like, Hey, this sucks. And we're going to sit here on break and just talk about like not being here. And then we're going to go back to work. That was Honda. <laughs> I hated Honda. They they hated me too because they fired me. So there you go. <laughs> so uh, what were you going to say, Pan? So, um, as I've mentioned a few times this summer, my husband has really gotten into comic books. Mm-hmm. And there is this comic book which, when we first heard about it, we were like, oh. Bless her, bless that comic book's heart. They clearly attached a celebrity to it and had some writer do it and had some artist do it. And they just attached that celebrity's name to sell comics. But he bought it because we were, we were vaguely interested and the art was, well, the art was interesting and the premise as we were led to initially told about it was interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm talking about it's, it's titled Mom. Or Mother of Madness by Amelia Clark of Game of Thrones. Daenerys. Uh, okay. Okay. Yes. So, Mother of Madness makes sense. Yes. Well, okay. It's it's complicated to explain her superpowers. But basically, she took a bunch of drugs and now she has superpowers based on societal expectations of women. What? Oh. Published this. Image Comics. I I, I was thinking that. <laughs> image written all over it. Uh, so okay, glad. good. I'm glad. Okay, so uh, for Tuan, for ex- explanation one, Image Comics will publish any bullshit. Sure. For a limited run, but if it sells well, they'll keep that bullshit going. Yes. A la Sex Criminals, if you've read that. Um Yes, Image Comics will publish anything and as, as a limited series, and then if it sells, they'll turn it into a real series. Uh, for two, um, if you imagine all the uh, weird, all the stupid, like super jacked men of the '90s comics and women in teeny ass bikinis comics of the '90s, yeah, Image kind of started that bullshit, and that's when they helped it take off. Oh, okay. Um. So of course Image Comics is publishing this. I'm glad I'm glad you get that. Anyways, so we Yeah, not a comic guy. <laughs> yeah. This comic, I have it here. It is so bad. By the way, I do appreciate the art. Mm-hmm. Looks like it Fiona looks Staples coloring. Who did, who's the art? Um, I don't know because this is a variant cover and it doesn't list uh it's hard to figure out who did each variant cover. But I do appreciate the detail of, like, her boobs are not perfect shaped in that bra. 
And that is the okay. only thing I appreciate about this comic. Okay. So that that's a lot <laughs> that's a long-winded explanation uh to come about to this scene in the comic. By the way, the main character looks like Amelia Clark. Okay. He does. I'm looking at this right now. Yeah. So that's a long-winded explanation to come around to uh the uh, the main character, her day job is she is some sort of businesswoman of some kind. Mm-hmm. And she gets called into her boss's office, and he rips into her because her skirt is too long for the women's company dress code. And uh, she hasn't done her makeup as well as she did last week. And uh, for these repercussions, she basically owes him a blowjob. Holy. And we what? are... Yeah, no. Yeah. So... My husband and I, we, I, like, he read this and he said, Chelsea, this is so bad, you have to read it, and I can't tell you why. So I read it, and, um... No, I didn't give you any expectations. I wanted you to form your own opinion. Okay, you're right. He said, this comic, it's an experience, and you have to read it. So I read mm-hmm. it, and we both walked away from this comic saying, what company in absolute hell in the modern era actually acts like that? And the answer is Activision Blizzard. Wow. That was such a perfect tee up for that. Well, okay. That was... Way to bring it back. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a long story to say that. I, uh... uh I did... Oh. Sorry, I had one other thing. Oh, yeah, and also sure. at the end, there is this, there is this like, thing that Amelia Clark wrote... Uh, that's like to the reader and we read it and we're like holy shit this is not something where they just attached a celebrity a celebrity's name to it and then did it to sell the comics no this is Amelia Clark's passioned perception of the world and then we, we started thinking about that in on ourselves because like she is like obviously a very traditionally beautiful model in an industry where her her basically job performance is rated on her looks and all that other stuff. So this may actually be her perception of the world. I don't know how much you guys know about the behind the scenes with Game of Thrones, but she oh yeah yeah we, really yeah, went yeah, we to talked bat, about that like big time went to bat for ending a lot of the nudity and exploitation of her character. Yeah 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 no and that's Cause... that's uh, something we he and I talked about after we both read this. She uh she stopped doing her own um nude stuff, right? And then she ended up going back and doing it later again, is what I heard, or no? I don't know. I'm not obviously I'm not as versed in Game of Thrones as, as everyone else because I actually liked season eight, but whatever. I think that in the from I, I read this a while ago, so I'm probably butchering it, but that she had just agreed to do the nudity because you know this is like your big break and it's it was this expectation and it's, then yeah. once once it really like blew up and took off and she became this household name she realized that she had the power to be like absolutely not I'm not doing this anymore so i think she had a um a body double for like i yeah. think from season 3 on yep yeah yeah she pretty famously like refu- started refusing to do nude scenes and they're like well shit we can't exactly fire her right Oh yeah. So um, the other one other thing I appreciate about this comic and nothing else is her superhero suit. Oh wow, it's very neutral. Yeah, that's her superhero suit. 
I like it. It's like yeah, a less but, sexy uh, uh, Beatrix. The yeah, bride. but the, this comic is not good. I can't endorse it, but it it is it is a fascinating look into Amelia Clark herself. I feel like I'm gonna so, have uh, to read it. Um, I've read a lot of really trashy image comics, but sometimes I really love it. I don't know. I might. I might well, then maybe you would like this. I might. Have you read Sex Criminals? I, I limit my husband, okay, I limit my, or not, I don't limit, but, well, my husband has a set budget of comics per week. It's really easy to buy $50 worth of comics a week, and uh, he doesn't have room for trashy comics. It's, it's an older line. I think it, I think it probably stopped running a couple years ago, but the general gist of it is that these two people figure out that they can stop time when they have sex, and so they start you robbing banks. You cut out banks. super hard. These two oh. people figure out what? They figure out that they can stop time when they have sex. So they start robbing banks. They go into like broom closets and start having sex and then they rob the bank. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's so wow. dumb! Yeah, that, that. Wow. Yeah, Image Comics, like I said, Fortuan, Image Comics will publish anything. And they do have some Hi. good stuff. They do have some good stuff. Raga is a amazing uh i want to say um shoot i want to say murder falcon is an image comic um i still have it on my desk from last week yes yeah it is there's the eye yeah murder falcon is an image comic and murder falcon is fucking amazing this is the uh guitar hero guy Yes, this is this is the comic where I wasn't ready to go on an emotional journey and start ugly crying That's on the couch. Right. Yep. Um, the only comics that I have read is I've read some Turok comics that I found in um, the world's largest comic book store. I used to live next to it or near it. Um, I was like, how do I not live near this place and not go there? Um, so I, I went there. I picked up a few Turok comics because I love Turok. And it started out as a comic, and that's when I learned that. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I read Scooby-Doo Apocalypse, and then I didn't even get to read all of it. But um, Scooby-Doo Apocalypse was insane, and I loved it. Um, Scooby-Doo, but it's in the f future with a pseudo-zombie mutant apocalypse uh, where Scooby was part of a genetic dog breeding experiment to create intelligent dogs and shaggy was his handler uh velma started the apocalypse being part of a super brain trust group corporation and um daphne is an investigative reporter with freddie being her cameraman who's in, hopelessly in love with her and proposes to her every issue and there we go that is the gist of Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. Well, if you enjoyed Scooby-Doo Apocalypse, I would recommend to you Archie Afterlife, which is a dark reimagining of the Archie comics um, with zombies <laughs> and gore, and it's trashy, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's they did a lot of... Uh, apparently, there was a run... I think this was, was... I'm not sure. I think this was DC, but DC had a lot of Hanna-Barbera, like, uh, weird... Uh, remakes and Scooby-Doo Apocalypse was the Scooby-Doo Hanna-Barbera remake. I think they had a Flintstones one. I think they had um, uh, gosh, the the 
I'm trying to think of it. It had a shark. Is it Jabberjaw? Is it that Jabberjaw? Was the Jabberjaw is it? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think they made like a Jabberjaw one. I don't know what the Jabberjaw one was, but it was just, it was weird because uh, we, we live near a place where we drive past a place on a way to one of our job sites called Coolville. Not Coolsville, but Coolville. And they do have um, uh, the mystery machine. Like someone made their own mystery machine and drives around town. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to look this up. Is like, is, is the comic actually based off, or Scooby-Doo actually based off of Coolville, Ohio? And it's not, no. But I was looking it up, and then while looking it up, I found Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. Is like, I have to have this now. <laughs> this looks insane. <laughs> um. I was going to say, uh, I mentioned this a little bit like on Twitter and a little bit on the Discord. I actually finished a game I'm working on for two years off and on. And it kind of fits on the women empowerment thing. It's like Duke Nukem, except Duke Nukem's a girl. And it's called Ion Flux. She's, um... Did you see this in the Discord pan? Is that what you were going to say? No, but I remember the shitty anime. That's, uh, nope, it's not that. I might have missaid oh. what that was. Let me go. Ion Fury. There you go. Not Flux. You're, you're okay. right. That's the okay. movie. Never mind then. The, so the, these have nothing to do with each other. Continue. No, they do not. So she is a cop in the future. And there's an evil dick scientist who is genetically mutating people to use them as an army. <laughs> and she is... Just some, uh, I don't know. I think she's like a beat cop and she's like, I've had enough of his shit and she's going to go and murder this scientist. It took me two years to finish this game because I kept getting distracted. But it's literally Duke Nukem with the one-liners and everything, except she's a really funny cop. Like, she's really funny. She makes a lot of small penis jokes too at the guy. It's really funny. To, like, it's just juvenile humor for me. Um... I was gonna say, like her. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure uh, Duke Nukem makes enough big dick jokes that it balances. Yes, probably. Um, I do like Duke Nukem as well. <laughs> I mean, the the Duke Nukem mod for Bulletstorm, uh, that was amazing. Were you did, were you here when I talked about that pan? So Bulletstorm is this FPS game that like you get like bonus points or like special kills, like kicking people into cat uh, cactuses and like lassoing people and that kind of stuff. And they did a mod. Uh, it's like the Duke Nukem edition. It's not a mod. It's like an actual, like I bought this on the switch. Um, you play as Duke Nukem and he has a fully voiced by John St. John, who is Duke Nukem's voice. Um, Duke Nukem playing as this guy, but they don't change what anyone says to this guy in the story. And it's a voiced like cutscenes and everything, and his, and they're like, hey, uh, I think his name's Gray or something. Like, hey, Gray, get over there. He's like, my name's fucking Duke. Like, like all the like all the stuff where he's like arguing. He's like, why do you keep calling me this? Look, I'm not this Gray guy. Like, there's all this explaining how he's not this guy, and the cutscenes and stuff, and it's really funny. That's that's like really funny of like just like putting Duke Nukem in a situation that he is not the main character, but he is. And he's like really frustrated by it because he's supposed to be this like superstar. 
<laughs> and no one knows him. And he's like, but everyone knows me. <laughs> oh, anyways, but yeah. Ion Fury was a cool game, but it was actually, uh, it was a nice, like, juxtaposition to have, like, sort of like a strong female character in the Duke Nukem role versus uh, Duke Nukem, who is obviously very sexist. <laughs> that that thing you said reminded me, um, have either of you watched uh, the Netflix Castlevania? Yes. Absolutely. Have you seen the newest season? Yeah, I've been very busy with work. I believe so. Is this the one where they? I won't. I try. I won't. I don't want to spoil things. You can mention anything mm. in it without spoiling it. The season came out like a month ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched it. Um, one of the times Chance was back. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of how to do. Do are 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 they? Um. No, I don't know. I, 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 there's a lot of things coming up, and I'm like, that then all Facebook feels like message me, Facebook message me, or DM me. Anyways, they do a <laughs> wonderful bit with this vampire, this like two bit bitch of a vampire, who's like, I'm the Terror of London. I, what, what I am? And yes, nobody, I've seen this. Nobody okay, has fucking go. heard of this guy, and it's wonderful. Yes, <laughs> I yes. fucking love it. And uh, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? He sounds like some asshole trying to do a British Mark Hamill impression. And then I look him up, and it's Malcolm McDowell. Uh, you'll have to explain that one for me. Clockwork Orange. He's he's a he's a pretty famous actor. Never saw Clockwork Orange. Oh my god. Okay. What other things has Malcolm McDowell been in? Because usually uh, I say Clockwork he's, Orange. He's Doctor Loomis in the Halloween. Reboot. I'm gonna. All right, Malcolm McDowell, actor. All right. Oh yes, I know him. <laughs> oh, thank God. I know him from. Not that. I know him since he's been older. Yeah. Gosh, what was he in? All right, this is. I'm gonna go down this rabbit hole. I, I, I recognize. I recognize him from. He was in something. a very famous movie called A Clockwork Orange. I think that's the thing he's most famously known for. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, uh, you he's in. He's in Morrowind. He voices a character in Morrowind, apparently. Yeah, he's like old British guy in most things lately. He's in Star like Wars ev- Rebels. He's in most episodes of Metalocalypse. Wait, I missed that show. Is he he the bad guy in Tank Girl? Is he the bad guy in Tank Girl? That might be where I know him from. Oh God, his thing is so long. His like filmography. He's the voice of Molag Ball. Okay, gotta go early nineties. Okay, well, anyways. I'm just like who who is this asshole who's trying to sound like British Mark Hamill? Cuz that's what it that's what the voice sounds like to me. And I'm just like as I do whenever I'm watching something animated, I have to know who the voice actors are. Yes, so I, he's the bad guy in Tank Girl. That's where I know him from. Okay. I looked him up and I'm like, "Oh shit, that's Malcolm McDowell." I'll stop talking shit about his performance, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. 
I like that. Huh. It's very weird. There's a lot of him and a lot of things that I have not seen. Yeah, he's he's Briti- he's generic British guy. A lot of times. <laughs> generic British a guy. A lot of times. So anyways, but there's this vampire. There's this vampire in the latest season. His name is Varney. He's like, what do you mean? I'm Varney. I'm, I'm the terror of London, I am. How have you not heard of me? And this Russian yeah. vampire is like, yeah, you're, you're a bitch. Nobody's heard of you. Quit. Quit acting like people have heard of you. Yeah, the the Russian thug vampire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember this. Okay, it's it's wonderful. I'll... It's a wonderful bit they do with him. Hey, Steve's making fun of me for not knowing Clockwork Orange, but instead knew Tank Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I understand. Tank Girl is a very obscure '90s movie versus Clockwork Orange. <laughs> no, Tank Girl was a comic, right? <laughs> I did know that because it was based on a comic, and even in the movie, it had uh, the comic panels and stuff come through. Yeah, I'm laughing yes. so hard, I'm slapping my knee. Okay, to be fair, I know what Clockwork Orange is. I have never watched it. I don't think that makes it any better, but I, I am aware that it is a movie that people like. <laughs> it's like, well, I, what was the one? Because a lot of people who, who liked Clockwork Orange have also suggested Donnie Darko to me. And I did not like Donnie Darko. That's because so like, it... Why? Two, okay, so two people have seen uh, both those... Two sorts of people have seen both those movies and like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Incels. I was going to say edgy people and Edge filmography and... people. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with they were edgy because they also were really into Edward Scissorhands. That's another that's another one that fits into both of those. Yep. Yep. And I was like, I'm good. I don't need to see this. So. So uh, I guess uh, back at the plot, do we have anything else to talk about Activision Blizzard or what else do we got to talk about tonight? Uh. That was it, honestly. That's all That's all I had. I thought that was going to take longer, honestly. But then again, it was mostly just, we all agree this sucks. There was a lot that happened. Um, but I I think the repercussions in the long term, like Sasha said, are probably not going to be much. unless. But at least they're making some changes, I think. And it's good to know that it's not everybody. Um, the walkout that happened, um, I would like to mention one of my notes had, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, Mike Yabear was part of that walkout. So the new co-leader. Interesting. So obviously he's well aware of what's going on and involved and such. So it's not, and, and I'm... They, I didn't hear anything about Jen O'Neill being involved. Uh, but obviously there are people who are aware of what's going on in the company and they weren't just shoved into there. Um, one of the other things is a lot of people talk about Activision sort of taking over Blizzard little by little. Uh, 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 go ahead. Isn't that their absolute right and duty as a company that acquired another company? And also they acquired that company 20 years ago? It was a merger? Okay, never mind. Okay. 
I think. I'm not 100% on that. Okay, um, but continue. Or it was a hostile takeover, maybe. Um, because they, they bought... They used to be owned by Vivendi, and I think Activision bought Vivendi over time, I think is what actually happened. But they wanted to keep Blizzard autonomous, and more and more that's becoming less the case, is Blizzard being less autonomous. Okay, so what what I am reading is that Activision Blizzard is a division of Activision. Yes. So they're not... Yeah, so it is a owned company. That is the correct term. So, that is their right, but the thing is, people were worried about, because Blizzard has been, like, a, a, a critical darling for how long, right? Obviously, not a good thing right now, um, but as far as the games go, right? You know, Warcraft, Starcraft, you know, Diablo, even Overwatch became a darling when it came out, even though it's 2016. It's a fairly recent series. But it was their, gosh, since I think, what's... Diablo was their latest series since Overwatch. I think. Like, it was pretty late. I, I would say that probably it's either StarCraft or Diablo. Like, and we're talking late 90s <laughs> until 2016. So, we're, you know, 20 years of nothing new as far as like IP. Um, <clears throat> so, there's a lot of talk about how these, these people are all uh, not like we talked about old guard of blizzard and again as far as the harassment standpoint not really you know probably a good thing it's not the blizzard, old old guard of blizzard but um there's a lot of worry that activision is now no longer allowing blizzard to be autonomous and, and that is cited as the reason why the previous president before jalen brack stepped away because he was frustrated with uh, activision's involvement i mean so, to me, this seems like Blizzard doesn't get to have nice things anymore. But they made nice things. No, 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 no. I mean, like, a, you done fucked up and now Dad's coming in and grounding your ass. Right, but Activision isn't blameless in this, too. Oh, no, no, absolutely no. not. But if Blizzard was relatively autonomous, and this is the bullshit they got up to, I can oh, totally true. understand why the heavy hand of God is coming in from Activision and being like, okay, guys, you don't get to have nice things anymore. Nice things like it's corporate true. autonomy. <laughs> well, it's been, a, it's been a concern in, uh, let's say, Diablo's case, right? Because uh, the Diablo 3 auction house, that, that disaster, I don't know. Were you involved? Uh, how did you play Diablo three, Sasha? We, we you played it on Xbox, right? Uh, yeah, I played Xbox. So they had already got rid of the real money auction house by that point. By the time it came to consoles, um, so apparently that was an Activision decision, and an, a push by Activision. And the Diablo team was like, "No, we don't want microtransactions." Uh, and then like. <sighs> So, like, there's some concerns on that front, but um, I think the larger concerns are kind of now the social concerns. So, I think I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not against these people who aren't Blizzard people coming in. I think they're going to do good, and they seem to be liked by the Blizzard employees, even. So, 
I think that these two people coming in, uh, both Jen and, gosh, I keep forgetting his his name. Mike. Mike. Yes, Mike Yabera. You think I'd remember Yabera? Because it's like Y B E R R A. It's Yogi it's Bear. Very weird. <laughs> Mike Yabera. Um, he's your 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 bear. Um, <laughs> so. I you know I'm not against them coming in. It's, just, it's an interesting thing because it, it's it's another step towards Activision Poor controlling Blizzard is. entirely. <laughs> the autonomy is essentially gone now. It looks like. So, I guess that's my final note. Which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Uh, we don't know how that's going to work out because apparently a lot of the frustrations with within Blizzard has been the Activision putting their fingers into things because you know activision is part of the whole loot bot controversy and stuff so i had read that that was some of the frustrations with the development of like the poorest received warcraft game things like warcraft 3 that it had to do with um activision meddling with blizzard's decisions yeah yep so there is that concern, but uh, again, I think that's a smaller concern at the moment. Um, unfortunately, because it's a smaller concern, that might have some ground to cause problems later for the games themselves. Um, but we'll see. We don't know until those games come out. Which, uh, think... aside from Immortal, is next year. Right? Well, and I think that it would be several years before we get a holy, like post this controversy game yeah yeah it developed entirely outside of this culture yes yeah yeah so it'll be it'll be a while before we see what all this uh basically the full repercussions of this on the company are (laughs) it's true it's true i think the earliest we're going to see this though is diablo 4 because diablo 4 still is in quite active development um, Steve, I Overwatch just 2, I don't think so. Overwatch 2 is sounding more like done. All the shitty little booze bottles behind me. Hey, we might actually get another StarCraft, though. That might be a cool thing, right? For people. Not my uh, jam, not so a... eh. Also not my jam. I've never played it. You'd think it would be my jam. And so would my husband. Because goddamn, our RTSs, RTSs. RTSs are my jam. But mm-hmm. I, I tried. I tried to get into StarCraft. Um, and but, I just... You'd think StarCraft would be my jam, but it's not. You know, it's, as much as I like... I, I like the Zerg a lot, but I don't like the Zerg strategy, which is Rushdown. I'm not... In an RTS, I'm much more like the Turtle. Now... Magic the Gathering, I'm a rushdown. I like doing that, but like, I get, it doesn't translate well to a video game for me. <laughs> I want a turtle, and Zerg are not turtles. Oh, just inexplicably, like like with you, where space RPGs don't do it for you. Space RTS doesn't do it for me. I, I think my thing is just space in general is, is, is a genre that I don't enjoy. And, and I get some people being like, but what about Doom? Doom's a mer- space marine. I'm like, yeah, but all of Doom happens in, like, hell and bases and that kind of stuff. We're not, like, exploring space. We're we're, we're slaying the demons. 
So I don't know. It's space is not is not not a setting that I usually enjoy. Although one of my favorite book series is set in space. Uh, Hard Luck Hank. That's a fun series. It's about a space mercenary who is a mutant. I think I've talked about this once before um, with you, Pan. He's a, he's like it's like Wolverine, except instead of when he heals, he just adds on scar tissue and becomes uglier and fatter all the time. And it's hilarious. It's a comedy thing. But like, um, yeah, at the beginning of like the first book, he's like 6,000 pounds or something like that. And he can barely walk. And but he's he's so scarred and he has so much regenerative abilities that like he's basically immune to bullets. And it's it's really funny because bolts still hurt him, but they can't kill him. So like people are like, "Well, you can take a bullet, no no problem." So they'll shoot him just for fun. And he's, and he's like, like, he's like, ah, damn it, it still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's just I don't know. It's a funny series. It's like uh, it's like um, Tony Shalhoub's alien character in Men in Black. Mmm. Yes. Wow, that's a. Don't you know how much that stings? You're <laughs> prick. You have any idea how much that stings? Yeah. Okay. Um. So I I don't have a lot more to say. Um. I it looks doesn't look like you guys do either. So I guess we can wrap it up for tonight. Um. Just that's a, a cool hour and a half. Cool hour and a half. That's that's a good one. That's. Well, we are tackling a a more sensitive issue, I guess. And I don't really feel like challenging a lot of things. I mean, I am the one guy and the two girls here. Like, I don't <laughs> feel like I have a lot, a lot of say of what's going on, or you know. But I don't. I certainly don't disagree with you two either. It's not like I'm going to be like, no, they should be able to do whatever they want. Like, that's just stupid. So glad but, you don't have any hot takes on that. No, 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 no. My hot, my only hot take I said today was I like Game of Thrones season eight, but that's it. That's yeah, I just, I just one. pretended like you didn't say it. I didn't, I didn't hear it. All right, I, I will explain this only because it's the only time I could predict anything in that show, and they killed that last dragon, the second dragon, and I was like, she's gonna kill everybody. It is decided. You killed her baby. She kills everyone. That's what happens. So. That's that's it. That's why I enjoyed it because I finally predicted something. I do not like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I've seen them all. I do not like it. <laughs> yes, it was a terrible season objectively. <laughs> Sasha, just before before we go, I have to do. I do have to tell you this uh, this sort of interesting uh, perspective that my mother in law had on Game of Thrones uh, season two. Oh, I I don't think she ever finished Game of Thrones season two. Uh, and this was also several years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a very well-read woman. Uh, she was a she was a she managed a library for about twenty years. So that that gives you uh, a little bit of her perspective. But she said that. Uh, so I know this. I know this series is based on books, and uh, I'll I'll probably get around to reading those books someday. Mm. But. Anyways, uh, I really like how they're setting up Rob to be this sort of avenging protagonist who will march south with his army and set everything right and avenge his father and 
teach the throne like the ways of honor. So and sweet. I just had to be like during that conversation. Oh. That's so but sad. But yeah, she she really liked the story they were setting up for Rob Stark to like go in and avenge his father. Yeah, I liked it too until the red wedding. <laughs> we all oh. did. I actually know that one. I actually know what you're talking about with that one. It was it was pretty rough. Actually, the first episode I ever saw was the red wedding. My uh my ex was watching it. And I was like, this looks bad. I'm not going to watch it. So I, I went off and did other things. But I did sit down and watch The Red Wedding. Not because I wanted She's like, just sit down and watch this with me. I think it's really cool. And then that episode turns on. And I was like, this is cool to you? This is this is insane. I, I mean, but then I ended up watching it with my family later on. So I was prepared for that episode because I had read the books. But when I read the book, I... It was like my husband was working late and I was home alone reading it. And I was so devastated. I was sobbing and I went to bed and he came home. Um, he had like closed the bar, come home and he's like, hey, how are you? And I just wake up from a dead sleep, totally sobbing again. Like, oh, Rob Stark. Oh, my God. And then and, and Greyland. And he's like, I don't know who any of these people are. You're going to have to slow down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, the the very second the very second they they put Grey Wind outside, I'm like, oh fuck, they're all dead. Like the the moment they do that, they do that several minutes before shit goes down in the show, and I'm like, they put him outside, and I'm like, oh god, he put the dog outside. They're all gonna die. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I remember seeing that when I was actually the second time I saw it when I watched through with my parents. I do remember them being like the dogs can't come in or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, don't do that. No, those those things save your life every time. Yep, Please every time. Keep them with you. Every time someone says no, your your faithful animal companion cannot join you. Don't trust that person. Oh shit. Like the books. Steve, it's plug so, your ears. It's so plug dark. Plug your ears because I just got ideas for D and D. It's so dark in the books because you just like get all the little clues that they show you in the show with their like the the dog or the the direwolf can't come in and the lights are really low intentionally even though it's a celebration and Lord Bolton's not drinking and he's someone's wearing armor like chainmail armor underneath their dress clothes and and they're playing this loud obnoxious music so nobody can coordinate yes and then and suddenly the, and then the reigns of Casimir start playing and everybody's like pretending like Lady Stark is crazy because she starts flipping out. Oh, it's bringing me back. Wow. It's a good scene in the book. I will say that uh, Skyward Sword made me cry a little bit today. Go on. <laughs> I was waiting for the for a reaction more than like, oh... <laughs> But okay, yes, um, there's... I, I, you haven't finished Skyward Sword, right, You can Dan? spoil it. It's okay, you can spoil it. It's, okay. It's a very... It's this... an old game. Spoil it. I'll be setup. right back. <laughs> and then this, Sasha as... dips out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. You know that it's it's the very first Zelda, right? They are not Link and Zelda yet. They are not... They are not the... 
whatever dynasty that they always had. This is the first iteration. They're not the hero and the princess. But they are. They figure out they are. They they figure out through, through whatever legend or whatever, right? And you can see this moment where she has to give herself up. So she has to basically time capsule herself. And she doesn't want to, um, but she has to in order to kind of like what, what she did in Ocarina of Time, like where she not. Yeah, Ocarina of Time uh, in the second half where she puts herself in that stasis until you until you win. So obviously Link and Zelda have feelings for each other. And it's very obvious in this one. And it's like. Oh, okay. They're not they're not being coy about this for once. They're they're they they like each other. And there she he, she's like, Alright, uh I really like you, but I have to go frozen forever. Immediately. Just like whoosh and I was just like, uh this poor boy <laughs> Oh no. That 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 makes me think of something. That, that, that's uh, cute. That makes that motivates me to play Skyward Sword. As you may have noticed, though, I just bought Pokemon Snap today. But I did not. I was purely in Skyward Sword all day. But... Oh, yeah. I thought it might have been popped up. Pan is now playing Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, um, what is with fish people uh, being attracted to Link? I don't know. I don't know. I think, actually, I think it's not fish people specifically. I think everyone is attracted to Link. Because <laughs> you do see that a lot. You'll see the fish people. Like, I think the only person in, in Ocarina of Time that wasn't outright like, hey, hey, Link, Link, come over here. I, I, I want you. Was like, even the old lady at the lake even had lines where she was like, ooh, such a pretty young boy. <laughs> um... Uh, but, uh, what, what was her name? Marin? In Long Long Ranch? Oh, she was totally on, she totally wanted him. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I just didn't interpret that well as a ten-year-old. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so, so, um, but there's two different, there's two different Zelda games now where, where a fish woman, uh, gets in, gets herself engaged to Link. Well, you got Mifa, and then you got the uh, what was her name? Rudo. Rudo, Princess Rudo. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Fish just like Link. Unless, unless you're at the the fishing hole. Then they hate him. They really do. The fishing I'm, games in there are tough. I'm sorry, yeah. Sasha. I'm sorry. These are so good. Go ahead. Live your oh. your best Link love. At, on that on that subject though, uh, Fortuan, uh, you know mm -hmm. we've been playing a lot of Hades lately, mm -hmm. and we got that that fishing rod so you can get those those fucking nine million hellfish or whatever you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, the very first time one of us got the fishing rod, we're like, all right, let's check out whatever fishing game mechanics are in this game, and it's just like boop, boop, you got a fish. Yeah. And uh, my husband said. You can tell this game was made by Western developers because no Japanese video game maker would have had a fishing game this simple. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Stardew Valley's the same way. 
Stardew Valley is a little. Stardew Valley little is different. elegant. Start of Stardew Valley. It's got is mechanics. Elegant. It's got mechanics. Hades doesn't um, though. <laughs> actually, to be fair, Animal Crossing is Japanese and it's pretty simple, right? Yeah, but you still got to get the little shadow to like get over to your lure and go boop 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 boop. Sure. Like Hades, yes. you just throw your fishing rod in, then you yank it back out. I still sucked at that fishing game. I still missed quite a few fish. <laughs> If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> okay. Hey, I love fishing games. That if if I were to ever play Stardew Valley again, I was talking to my brother today, and there's no way I'm ever playing Stardew Valley again. After Emery deleting my 300 hour save, there's I can't bring bring myself to do it. But um I would totally just screw the farming. I would be a fisherman. I would make the river one, and I would just fish. That's where my money comes from. There we go. There's a there's a future topic. To- our favorite fishing game mechanics. Oh man, I I did a lot of fishing in Warcraft. <laughs> mm-hmm. I definitely seen, caught old Iron Jaw. Have you seen Well Crendor's video about that? No. Well uh, Crendor, who he he was associated with Total Biscuit tangentially. Um, yeah, through Jesse Cox. Yeah, yeah, but Well Crendor has a top ten fishing locations in World of Warcraft video. No, it's actually fun. possible. I have seen it because I was really actively pursuing the salty title when I was playing. Mm, okay. Yes. I top ten fishing mechanics. Wow. I can't think of. No, we would not do a top ten, but we would do our favorite fishing mini games or what have you. I'm not gonna lie, Stardew Valley would be on there. Yeah, Stardew Valley yeah. was good. Stardew Valley, no, fishing. yeah, Stardew Valley's got a solid fishing mechanic. Um, I don't think we can make an entire episode out of that, but we could make a an entire episode out of like favorite mini games in a game, or like hmm. ways that you've wasted your time in games. Ooh, that would be that'd work really well for you being the achievement hunter. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of. Dumb so that's that's a good I've one. To, that's a good one to cover. Um, uh, favorite I've, time I've, wasters I've, in video games. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of time wasters I did in, in Rise before I burned out on it, like the notes. Looking actually, for all the notes. Actually, actually, I just I um tangential to this, I thought of I thought of a, a topic we should do. Mm-hmm. Especially for Sasha. Mm-hmm. Your t- your personal top ten video game achievements. Oh, oh, yes. I like. Yeah, that. I'd have to really think about that one. I know. I'd have to look. I'd have to look through mine. That's why it's so cool because we'd have to. I know you now. Official achievements or personal achievements? Either or. Mm. It'd be it'd be your uh, it'd be your sort of personal top ten mo- uh, top ten achievements that you've done. It doesn't have to be an official achievement. I know, I know my two of my number one my number one and number two achievements 
are not in actual achievements because they are from before Xbox came out, so they're before achievements. Okay. And they, they were supposed to represent that, but they became more of a meta thing eventually. Exactly. Um, mm. Mm, that's a that's a tough one. Yeah, I can't I can't crown hunt rise before we do that episode. Damn. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's our next topic, listeners. Our personal top ten achievements in video gaming. Oh boy. That'll be that'll <laughs> Sasha's be a getting one. out a pen and paper. I, you know, I've just you know got some things on the top of my head I don't want to forget. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm gonna have to, alright, yeah, I'm gonna have to look through my trophy list, because, next week's uh, gonna be a long one, folks. You guys are yeah, probably gonna of... hear about Mass Effect, I'm just preparing you for that. <laughs> That's fine, that's fine. 10 billion points to the Discord listeners who've been paying attention and who can name uh, any of my top 10 ones. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I know a few. Okay. I know one of them. Uh, but, 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 but what was the, what was the story of seasons? Right. That one. I never actually did that. I never followed through. I ran out of time. <gasps> you did. I didn't, I didn't do it. I, I ran out of time and or not ran out of time. I got bored with the game and I never followed up on it. That's okay. I was trying to date the red-headed girl, and I gave up halfway through that, so. I don't remember. Okay. Well, there we go. All right. So, personal achievements slash real meta achievements. Your top oh, ten achievements. That's still a personal achievement if you achieve one of the achievements. There Our you go. Our top ten achievements in video gaming. So, we're going to go long form on that. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Um, thank you guys for listening to this rambling episode about Blizzard and sexism and then making that all weird by saying that. So, <laughs> yeah. D moral of the story, treat people better, especially in the workplace. <laughs> keep your hands to yourself. And, <laughs> and keep your hands to yourself and your mouth as well. Uh, well your words. There you go. <laughs> way to make it awkward again so thank you guys for listening uh this is fortune you can catch us at hunter tub pod on twitter and Twitch, and uh be sure to join our discord thank you for joining us pan tonight and hi um, yep thanks for joining sasha q do you have any like social stuff that you want to put out there or just have people talk to you on the discord uh, that's what Pan does. Yeah, I think probably the Discord would be would be the best. Um, mm -hmm. I'm usually invisible when I'm playing Xbox because it's rare that I have the opportunity to play. But um, it, I'm Sasha Q on everything. So okay, yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you guys for listening and uh, prepare for personal achievements next time. It'll be a a more fun one. I promise. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Later. Bye. Bye.